I told you fetch me a doctor, boy, not some damn nigger. The servant who'd brought Benjamin January to the yard behind the Turkey Buzzard Saloon started to stammer an explanation, but January bowed to the man who'd sent for him, said politely, I've had training as a surgeon, sir, and tried to make it sound as if he weren't fighting not to knock the arrogant little feist's teeth through the back of his head. The arrogant little feist in question was white, as was at least half the crowd that jostled around the scratched stage at the end of the yard in the brittle winter sunlight. The fights, advertised by word of mouth for weeks, had been going on since noon, and by this time, three o'clock, most were drunk. January knew if he punched Ephraim Norcom, the outcome wouldn't be good. Aside from the law that said that no black man, slave or free, could strike a white one under any circumstances whatsoever, for three weeks now, Norcom had been January's steadiest and best-paying employer. Since Twelfth Night had opened carnival season in New Orleans, Norcom had held lavish balls in honor of his wife's birthday, his mother's wedding anniversary, and the engagement of his sister to a man who owned four steamboats and a cotton press. In a city reeling from the effects of last year's bank crash, six dollars for an evening's work playing the piano wasn't to be sneered at. Most banks in the city were closed including the one in which January's slender funds had been housed, and a third of the population of New Orleans was either out of work or begging for day labor on the half-empty wharves. So when Ephraim Norcom slapped his face and snapped, Don't you fucking lie to me, boy! January folded his hands, kept his eyes on the man's gold vest buttons, and tried to ignore the rage that scalded his neck and ears. No, sir. For good measure, Norcom turned and struck the servant who'd fetched January from the house where he'd been giving a piano lesson. Not even Norcom's own servant, but, January recognized him vaguely, the planter Jed Burton's valet, who'd probably come to the fights to hold his master's horse. I send you for a doctor and you get me some damn piano player. I was trained in France, sir. Begging your pardon, January explained in his most diffident tones. Norcom stared at him as if he'd just announced that he'd recently been elected President of the United States. Even the French, his expression shouted, ain't that crazy. A man yelled, Your boy gonna fight or ain't he, F? I got a hundred fifty dollars on him. Hold your goddamn bladder, Norcom yelled back. He'll fight all right and to January, over here. The Turkey Buzzard was a two-story barn of a building constructed, like most saloons in the back of town, from old flatboat planks, unpainted and weathered grimy gray. Along one side, amid scabrous piles of shattered liquor crates and thigh-deep weeds, a sort of green room had been established for the fighters. Here the men moved about, nearly a dozen, all told, keeping themselves warm between matches, or sat on packing crates, heads back to staunch bloody or broken noses. There was no such thing here as real rest. Not until it was too dark to fight. Even then, January had known such gatherings to prolong themselves into the night by torchlight. 
Some had their masters with them, or their masters' overseers, sharp-eyed men with the watchfulness of those who've bet large sums and fear to see it swept away unjustly. The fighters were mostly field hands, men chosen for their size, mostly African black or close to it. Light-skinned boys were more often taken into house service, and with luck would have too much time put into their training as cooks or valets by the time they got big enough for the master to think he'd make a fightin' nigger. Most were naked, the way they'd fight. A few had put on the cut-down pants that men wore in the cane fields over their regular clothing to protect against the sharp edges of the leaves. Two had blankets over their shoulders against the bitter, bright February chill. Strips of pickled leather wrapped their hands, bloody from early...